Hello, and welcome to SG Squared. Steve Bladen, Global Small Groups Pastor at Saddleback Church, pulls from his 20-plus years of small group ministry experience to encourage and equip listeners to lead more effective small group ministry. Sit back, learn, and enjoy SG Squared with Steve Gladen. Welcome to SG Squared, Steve Gladen on Small Groups. Thank you so much for tuning in. Derek here, as always, along with your other host, Saddleback Church's Connections Pastor, Steve Gladen. Hey, everybody. Always good to be with you, Derek. It's fun to do these little shows with you. Although, I think you you killed me on a reel on Instagram on the last show when you had me singing. And I just got to say, your your workmanship of editing it was outstanding. Uh, But for those of you who didn't see it, it, he caught me singing. And my small group had way too much fun with that. At my expense, by the way. I love it. That means I did the job right. Yeah, listeners, if you don't know what we're talking about um, on our shows, we sometimes make little real highlights of our podcasts and we post them on our social media accounts, especially on Instagram. So if you're on uh, Instagram, follow the, the Small Group Network page. But there you'll see an amazing 60 second video clip of Steve singing. And it is something, let me tell you, he's making a joyful noise. God bless you. I tell you, it was, uh, you know, I, I thought everything that was uh, happened in the podcast stayed in the podcast, but evidently not. <laughs> oh, and I feel like we almost need to apologize to our listeners for subjecting them to that. Yeah, we don't, we, we don't pay for therapy, so let's... Well, hey, we're almost uh, heading in to, man, football season, it feels like. I got to ask you real quick. I know you and me are both college football nuts we follow recruiting is ohio state still the number one recruiting class right now or has notre dame knocked you off no i think i think we still are the number one recruiting class there's been a lot that's happening uh uh you know there's it just it's always a seesaw battle with that kind of stuff for those of you that don't follow recruiting in uh, college athletics it's 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 worthwhile to do because we're all about recruiting and so that's why i follow recruiting probably more than the season itself but this season, I think we're, we're looking fairly good, so I may follow it a little bit more than you might follow your Washington Huskies. Well, as I like to remind listeners, you know, following recruiting at Ohio State's a lot funner than most other colleges, just because, you know, you guys are paying them loads and dump truck loads of cash, unlike, uh, you know, schools with academic standards where a scholarship is enough. But anyway, we'll move on. <laughs> so, Steve, since we last talked... Wow. Since we last talked, I mean, there has been a whole lot going on around Saddleback Church. You guys announced your new lead pastor coming on. And then also I just saw that uh, Tom Holliday, the senior teaching pastor, just retired. Tell us a little bit about this whirlwind of change that you're experiencing there. Yeah, I'll give you the whirlwind of changes. And then actually it'll set up nicely for uh, this is a three-part series of a podcast we're kicking off. Uh, on SG squared that I think is going to be pretty relevant, but let me kind of answer your question and then I'll kind of pull back. But yeah, a lot, a lot is happening. Um, tragically, as you know, in the past, you know, year, uh, four of our mainstay elders have passed away. They're in heaven right now. Uh, and really Rick and Tom are the last remaining ones out of the core that, that built Saddleback from, from ground level up. Uh, 
But there's also, um, you know, a number of events that are happening. This uh, in July, at the close of July, we uh, said farewell to Tom and Shondell Holiday after 31 years at Saddleback Church. They're still going to volunteer. They're still going to stay in the area. He'll probably be just as active as he was, but just not on staff. And then, um, and then we have Rick uh, having his final Sunday, uh, the first weekend in September. Uh, the installation service of Andy Wood. Uh, the following September 10, 11. And then Rick, because we're not busy enough, he goes, hey, I want to throw in a, a, a last class 101. If you know anything about our class system, uh, it's very much like uh, other programs that are around, um, uh, like uh, the, the Grow Track um, that is out there and Rooted that is out there and other ones that are like that. It's just done a little bit differently. Uh, but he's doing his last class 101. So that kicked the dust, and uh, you know we're, we're having over a couple thousand uh, at that. And then he's going to do a final baptism, but we we blew the hinges off that. Had way too many people sign up, and so we had to throw in a second night. So it is it is really quite a crazy, crazy moment of of a saying goodbyes, which are I hate the, it's really hard to do saying goodbye to to friends and people that you've done ministry with. Um, but also there's been a ton of learning lessons in it. And um, if I could just, because we're going to talk about a three-part uh, three series we're kicking off that I think is going to be extremely important for you as you close out summer, as you head into the fall, for you to get your, your groups on track. But I also want to be able to, to kind of lay some foundational pieces that uh, that were just there, and I, I captured them on social media. If you follow me, or if you're on the small group network Facebook group, you you caught it there. But in your show notes is a picture of me with a couple of guys, and they look like ordinary guys. One of them's name is Nick, the other one is uh, named Dave. But what's special about these two guys is uh, Nick was the first small groups pastor. If you're looking at the picture, he's on the far left. Dave is in the middle. And then I'm on the far right. Uh, but um, the, there's great leadership principles out of here. And Nick, like I said, was the first small group pastor at Saddleback Church. And uh, he was just kind of sharing it. It was a great chance for just me to be able to say again, thank you so much for all you did because we're, we're standing on your shoulders. And what I want to do is just share with you as we tee up these three pathways that we're going to be talking about over the next three shows uh, the pathways, we'll, we'll articulate those in a second, but they go very, we'll go very granular in what, what the pathways are. But at the same time, too, I want to kind of get some ground rules that are out there. And this picture is very symbolic of it because if you're going to develop people and if you're going to have leadership, leadership development happen at any level, at any level in your church, people need to know where they're going. People need to know the destination. They need to know the journey that they're on. Now, they may not need to know all of it, but for sure, you as the leader, you need to know the, the terrain of the whole pathway. But you also just you need to decide what type of leader you have to say how much of this journey and this pathway can they know all at once. But enough of that. Let me, let me talk to you about the picture. The picture has three great lessons in it. One of them is that whatever leadership development pathway you're on in your church, which we're going to talk about three, uh, you have to understand you're always standing on the shoulders of somebody else. 
unless you're starting it out from ground zero, and even sometimes if you're standing, if you're doing that at a church, you're still standing on somebody's shoulders because they started the church. But you got to understand you're always standing on the shoulders of somebody else. And it's so important for you to acknowledge that and to remember that because it's not about you. It really is about the people before you because the groundwork they laid. And Nick was one of those people. He was the first person in 1986 that stood up and said, I will lead the small group ministry. Now, another great principle you're going to see in this, if you if you knew Nick's testimony, he'd actually be great to get on the show sometime. That'd be fun, uh, Derek. But uh, the, the piece that you got to understand too is that Rick asked him and A lot of times in leadership development, you have to ask people. The ask puts a challenge in front of people. It forces them to decide what are they going to do. And so that's an important thing. And then the third thing that's super important to understand is that, you know, you think you have to pay everybody, but you don't. Both in this picture, Nick was on staff, but he was a volunteer because he was successful in his, his daytime job. And the guy next to him, who, which is, his, which is his, uh, his right-hand man, was Dave. And up to a few years ago, Dave was still a community leader at Saddleback Church before he moved on the other side of the mountain. And so, you know, as we begin to talk about the, the show and these, and these pathways that are so critical for small group ministry, it's going to be super important for you to understand that you're always building on the shoulders of other people, that you need to challenge people and you need to ask them all throughout the developmental pathway. And then the third thing there is understanding that, you know, people give to vision. They, they, they're motivated by vision. They're not going to be motivated by salary. And so, so the more you can have a vision that has passion associated with it, you're going to help see that happen. So you're going to see that uh, in, um, in detail as we start to go through this pathway. All right. That was a great intro, Steve. So as we get into the meat of this episode, uh, what's part one of this pathway in this series? Yeah, so look, kind of, let me give you the the overlay of where we're going to be going because as a small group point person, there are three critical pathways that you have to have developed inside your small group ministry. One of them is for your group members. What is it that you want your group members to do in a small group? What's their pathway to move them from group members to people that are actually engaging in your church? The Another pathway we're going to look at in this three-part series is your small group leaders, which Saddleback calls them a host. And so we're always looking at how do we move group leaders from being a host to being a leader and having a, a, a method of getting there. And then another pathway we're going to look at is what we call community leaders. These are the people who come alongside other group leaders. Your church may call them something else, but they are, they are a part of a village that helps build healthy small groups. They're not the only part, but they're a part of it. Now, we're going to go into great detail on each one of these pathways, but because there's so much, we're breaking it up into three separate shows. Now, as, as we are going into this, I want you to understand, regardless of the pathway, people 
And more importantly, you need to know where you're taking them. If you don't know where you're taking them and you don't have the tools, the courses, the processes and everything set up to take them there, you're not going to develop leaders. The other thing you have to understand is that when you have a pathway, you have a pipeline and you have a leadership pipeline that's there. So when you're thinking leadership development, you want to think through it on all three levels. Actually, there's a fourth level that's going to be a bonus level that we'll talk about, and that's about you. What is your level? And that's what the small group network is always targeting about, is how do we develop you as a small group point person? But you as the small group point person need to look down and say, there've got to be three pipelines we're, we're talking about. Derek and I alluded to it at the top of the show when we were talking about recruiting in college athletics, in particular, this particular in, in college football, is that they are always looking down into high school, looking at, you know, where is their pipeline and how are they developing them and how are they building a relationship so they can come to their school to play football. And generally they come to a better school, uh, not, not, Washington Huskies, uh, that will help them develop to where they want to get to. And most times in that, it's, it's uh, uh, the NFL or, you know, however God's gifted them. So when you're looking at a leadership pipeline, so often what happens is a leader leaves and there's nobody else. Or a community leader leaves and there's nobody else to take over. And so what we're trying to do is help you look at the pathways. Now, we're going to look at these in, in a little bit of a screwy order because most of you would think we go, oh, let's look at the group member pathway and then let's look at the leader pathway. Then let's look at the community leader pathway. And actually, as we're kicking this show off in August, what we want to do is look at the group leader pathway. Because if you don't have a pathway for your group leaders that you're kicking off more times than not in the fall, then you're, you're going to miss it right off the bat. And so what we want to do is we're going to start at the group leader pathway, then we're going to talk about the community leader pathway, and then we're going to come back to the group member pathway because the group member pathway will give you the most grace if you're, if you're feeling behind and everything. Now, the other thing I want to do, especially on uh, this pathway and the community leader pathway, everything we talk about, uh, we have in a resource that's available for you to take it and plug it into your church. And uh, we're right now between a number of different things, but if you want to DM me or if you just want to send me an email at steve at saddleback.com and say, hey, I want the leader training. In our leader training, we, we make it electronic and available to you so that you have the transcripts that we use in the videos. You have the transcripts we use in trainings. You have the PowerPoints. You have the videos. Uh, you have the Word docs. You have everything like that. You have everything in the pathways that we're talking about. So don't feel like, hey, you're describing all the stuff I can never have because it's a resource that we have available for you. Uh, unfortunately, I wish everything was free, but there's a cost to it. But like I said, uh, we're right now in between uh, uh, services to help us uh, get those resources to you. So we will uh, get those to you just as soon as you want. And you can just email me at steve at saddleback.com. The other thing I tell you in the show notes, besides the picture of the three guys, uh, that was me with two other guys, is a picture of the leader pathway that we're going to talk about right now. So Derek, without any further ado, uh, let's tee up this video. If you're on 
uh, YouTube or any one of our medias with video, uh, you can uh, watch it very easily or you can just go to the show notes, grab the picture and kind of follow along as best you can. But I think your best pleasure will be watching it through YouTube. Hey, Saddleback Small Group host. This is Steve Gladen. I'm the pastor of Connections here across our campuses, and I'm excited to walk through with you a development pathway that whether you know it or not, we're hoping to take you on a spiritual journey to help you not just be a host, but to bring out the leader in you so that you can have an eternal destiny on people's lives. Now, when you signed up to lead a group, it was just, you know, gathering a couple of your friends and following a very simple acrostic called host. The H was have a heart for people. The O was open up a place. Didn't matter whose place it was, just a place. Serve a snack and then turn on a video. And it was a very simple way to start out, much like when Jesus called the disciples in Matthew 4. It was just follow me. And slowly but surely, he moved them through a developmental process that helped them to change the world. So I want to walk you through your host development pathway so that you can have a little bit of a roadmap. Some of you may take uh, literally months to do this. Some of you may take years. Some of you may take multiple years, but it's going to be important that you know the, the pathway that is before you. It's broken up into four phases, uh, an energizing phase, an equipping phase, an empowering phase, and an energizing phase. Uh, you'll be able to look at a graphic of this um, uh, through the links that are available or through your host training. But part of what I want to do is walk you through each one of them. And you're kind of starting at the engaging phase. Uh, and this is just getting your small group started. And you uh, started out just as a new host uh, going through the acrostic. You just uh, said through uh, either a weekend service or through an event, just saying, hey, I'll be able to take two friends and I'll rally them around, whatever the particular curriculum is that uh, we had available for you. But I wanted to let you know that in this phase, there are two important aspects just waiting for you to understand them. One of them is, is that we have a community leader. Now, you may be saying, what is a community leader? You think, is that a governmental thing? Is that somebody from my homeowners association? Uh, not at all. It is a person who has just been there, done that. And hopefully you will have already received an email, or if you're just starting out, you'll receive an email from that community leader and you'll get a picture of their family. You'll understand, you know, who they are. You'll get a little bit of a, an introduction, but this person is just there for as you need them. They want to help you succeed in this spiritual journey. Now, along with that in this phase is we have what are called some asynchronistic trainings. That means you can grab them at any point and any time throughout the day. And these are, are called, you know, getting your group started. But basically, they're just a, a lot of training videos for a brand new host. Now, we have a couple of them. One is from our senior pastor, uh, just congratulating you, and you'll want to watch that one first. Uh, but then I start off with five questions that every person in your small group is going to be asking. And then we have a number of videos that, that can help you with, you know, everything from dealing with a 
a talkative person to dealing with somebody who doesn't talk at all to how do I set up my place where we're having our small group for the optimum experience? How do I do so many things? And we just have lots of videos that are available uh, for you that you'll be able to access through saddleback.com forward slash small groups. And in there, you're going to be able to find some the, the start of this leadership development pathway. But more importantly, you'll be able to see where you as a brand new host can access these videos. Now, that, that kind of gets you through the engaging phase. It's just going to help you out and get you through the six to 10 weeks that you have on Docket to uh, gather your group together. Now, the next phase we're talking about is the equipping phase. And in the equipping phase, one of the things you have to understand, this is just simply entitled moving your group forward. And uh, through this, we have a number of different modules that will help you understand how your group can advance forward. And we're going to basically walk you through four different phases. One of them is a strategic overview. It's going to be very important for you here at Saddleback Church to understand how you do small groups and uh, how small groups fit into our overall church uh, process where you can understand the importance of them, how God developed the church, temple courts, and house to house. Then very important, we have a survival guide for you that these are the top tips that hosts before you have said they needed for their group to make it in this equipping phase. Then in the, the third part of it is we're going to talk to you about spiritual health. We're going to introduce you to a spiritual health assessment, again, that you're going to be able to get at that website that I told you about, uh, saddleback.com forward slash small groups uh, under health checkup. You'll be able to see some different things right there that we have. We have two uh, important little uh, assessments that you can do, and uh, we've talked to you about one of them right now. We'll talk to you about another one in the next phase, but it's about spiritual health because uh, speed of the leader, speed of the group. And we want you to grow spiritually in each one of the five biblical purposes. And so we have an assessment that will help you and a planner that will come along with you and take you through a new place. After that, we'll uh, introduce you to the systems that we have to support you. We understand that this doesn't happen by accident. We know that the enemy is not going to want your small group to flourish, but we want to put the systems and the support around you that can help you be the best small group that Saddleback has to offer. Now, when you start to move through this process of the equipping and into the empowering phase, what you're going to understand is that you're going to see that as we focused on spiritual health for the individual, and we want you to be able to take the health assessment that you take to your small group leaders, but then we're going to talk to you about the next phase of training, the empowering phase, and that is how do you balance the five purposes that God gave us in the Great Commission and the Great Commission in your small group. Now, in this empowering phase, it is just made up of simple modules to help you understand what does it mean to worship, what does it mean to fellowship, discipleship, serve, evangelize, and, and then, you know, take the group assessment inside your small group. Now, one of the exciting things is, is that we have a group assessment that we'll be introducing you to. Again, if you want to get a pre little snapshot of that, you can go to saddleback.com uh, forward slash small groups to be able to uh, look at our uh, health assessment 
uh, on group health. And so we want you to be able to understand that in the empowering phase, it's super important that you understand what does it look like in your small group. Now, what I'm excited about is that in this particular phase is that we give you practical ideas. And also when you signed up to be a host, whatever campus you're at, you are receiving a monthly newsletter that gives you five ideas on each one of the purposes that you could do in your group that particular month kind of helping you as a small group leader balance those five purposes. Now, remember, when we talk about balance, we're not talking about equal parts. We're talking about balance in the sense of a verb that you uh, learn to harmonize those five biblical principles throughout your group over the period of six months. Then we move to the final phase, which is the energizing phase. And this is where we're helping you sharpen your leadership skills. Uh, We have huddles that happen for uh, small group hosts. We have gatherings that we're going to be doing uh, church-wide every year, probably right before a campaign happens. And then we're always having numerous resources, again, at that wonderful uh, URL I keep mentioning to you about, which is saddleback.com forward slash small groups where you'll be able to get all the latest uh, updates and articles and resources that we have for your small group to be balancing the five biblical purposes that Jesus prayed in John 17, that he uh, modeled for us in Acts chapter 2, that we see played throughout the New Testament, but more importantly, that he spoke to us uh, in the Great Commission and the Great Commandment. Now, this pathway is how we're going to take you from just being a host that just signed up with two people to being a bona fide leader in our church where you can have an eternal destiny change in some person's life of those people in your small group. So I just want to encourage you, if you have questions, to contact us and just know that we are here to serve you throughout this development pathway. God bless you. Well, there was part one of this Pathway series. Steve, great job. Clearly, all of us want to take a host uh, to be a leader. And in the future yeah. um, in the future show, we're going to talk about uh, how you need the village that makes a healthy group. And then the development pathway uh, for community leaders to become uh, a minister. Steve, did I miss anything? No, you're, you're right, because there's there's... Two elements that have to surround your groups. You have to have a village to raise them. You know, the the idiom takes a village to raise a people. And in that village, there's lots of village members, but there's a primary person, which is the community leader. And then as Derek just mentioned, we're going to share with you how you're going to move a community leader to a minister and uh, all as a volunteer. Well, we hope this episode encouraged you. We hope it equips you to lead small groups better. Hey, do us a favor and subscribe to this podcast from wherever you're listening. And give us a five-star review. And you can even tell us how crazy and and odd we are as hosts. But uh, I'll do my best to find those reviews and read them on a future episode as a way of saying thanks. That could kind of be a fun thing to do. So until next time, everybody, goodbye. See you later, guys. Thank you for listening to Steve Gladen on Small Groups. If you like what you've heard, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you want to learn more, make sure you check out smallgroupnetwork.com for more resources.